Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. Thank you so much for taking some time today to tune in and join us. If you're new to the podcast and wondering what it's all about, it's basically a weekly show that offers up some inspirational stories that we hope will provide you with some spiritual nourishment. Each week, I sit down with a different guest for a casual conversation over a cup of coffee while exploring the deep questions about life that all of us seek answers to. So thanks again for joining this community of seekers and curious hearts today. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and also take some time later on to go back through the other 60 episodes to check out some of the other amazing stories and interviews here. My guest today is none other than the infamous Trig Pittman. Trig is a farmer and rancher in Kyle, Saskatchewan. He enjoys showing cattle, fishing, hunting, dog training, and working on just about any type of farm machinery, so long as it's green. And I had the opportunity to sit down with Trig for about an hour a couple weeks ago out at Clearwater Lake, where his family goes camping every summer in Saskatchewan. And we did spend a lot of our time talking about farm life and the challenges and rewards of life in agriculture. But Trigg also shared some really profound thoughts on the secret to happiness, the future of our world, and his own personal spiritual beliefs. If you already know Trigg, then you already know to buckle up for this one. And if you've never met him, trust me, you'll understand within about five minutes. Trigg is a one in a million and I know you're going to love him. I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with him. And I'm just so, so grateful for the opportunity to share it with you. So here is Trig Pittman. Thank you so much for coming on the Six Ways from Sunday podcast and being my guest today. You're welcome. So Trig, you're 10 years old, is that right? Yep, 10. I was thinking you were 11, but when's your birthday? October 29th. October 29th. So you're almost yep. 11. Okay. And you seem like you're about 20 or 25 years old, in my estimation. You're just a pretty mature kid. So we're uh, sitting down over a cup of coffee, and we're going to have a, just a laid-back conversation. So, Trig, i got a bunch of ideas of things that I'd love to talk to you about and questions to ask you. We don't get to see you very often, but we're here in no. Kyle, Saskatchewan, where yeah. you farm. Well, we're not right in Kyle right now. We're out at Clearwater Lake, where we've been camping the last couple of days, and you had all your cousins around. How's it? How's your weekend been going? It's been going good. Is this is a pretty special yeah. place for you? Hey, this yeah. this lake. I've been here for since I was one or two, since yeah. I can remember. Just coming out here every summer. Yeah. Hey? So, what's the best thing to do at the lake? Ooh water ski which i just picked up a couple of days ago oh really like you just learned to ski a couple yep. days ago for the first time tell yep. me a little bit about that experience um who took you out my dad mm, it was it was more shocking that i even got up on the second try of the day yeah i would have got up first try of the day but i let go of the rope so you can't really ski unless you hold on to the rope that is pretty important yeah so tell me a little bit about your farm, Trig. We we took the kids out to see your place, your operation there. Mm -hmm. What do you guys What do you guys raise and what do you grow at Pittman <clears throat> Farm? Um. So our main thing, so our main like livestock is cattle, Red Angus cattle. Yeah, purebred. Yeah, that's me, the purebred of Red Angus on Pittman. Oh really? Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about that. Um. I am the first, 
No, no. The first Pittman to ever have purebred Red Angus. Wow. My, my mom came came before me, but didn't bring any any of her cows with her. Right. Yeah. So I am the first Pittman, and the youngest Pittman. To ever have purebred Red Angus. That's pretty cool. So you, what did your dad and, and his dad, what kind of cattle did they have before your mom they had, joined? Um, they had a purebred Charlet. Oh, okay. Going, Sandro Charlet. They, um, they, um, quit their, uh, they quit a few years ago due to marketing. Uh. Um, but now they have a... Uh, commercial, a commercial red Angus and commercial rainbow herd right now. Kind of a mixed herd. Yes, but we need, but we no black Angus are getting saved anymore. Oh. It's just all red Angus now. Okay, so why did you want to be the first Pittman to start ha- raising uh, red Angus? I just, I don't know. I, I, I was talking about it in the car once, like having like purebred red angus like purebred everything so you grew up around cows yeah and you've been going to the to the cattle shows like the one in basha mm-hmm. where i live yeah every summer which is where i usually see you that and, yeah. and sometimes at christmas time yeah um so it's been kind of a passion for you like yeah. your whole life hey eh? what do it, you love about it um just the people you meet in there like the fun part of it's just getting to the show and like competing like like you're like oh I'm go- I'm going to win and then you just go bam it's all uphill and then just whoa every time well I've got lucky a couple of times yeah mostly I've got lucky in 4H and in what and in um in 4H and some of the jackpot shows you go to, maybe? Um, the only jackpot show I've ever gone to is in Basha, and that, I got I got third or fourth, maybe. So you probably have a collection of ribbons and banners uh, and stuff yeah. at the farm? Yeah. I didn't get to see that when we were at the farm. No. So, but I, so I saw you guys had some horses, and I saw some kittens roaming around, and there was a lot of equipment. So yep. now some of our listeners don't know a lot about agriculture, Trig. Mm. So you might have to dumb this down a little bit All for right. me. I know a little bit, but not nearly as much as you, because I didn't grow up on a farm, and I don't know if you knew that. So tell me, as someone who does didn't grow up on a farm like you are, uh, tell me a little bit about your farm. You started saying that you mm. you guys have cattle. Yeah, cattle. We have um, a farming program. Now, what does that mean? We're just out in the field, like, like that's crops. Where, yeah, that's where my uncle is half the time. So you're not too involved in the crops. Well, part of I it? I am. I dad's um take taken me out on the sprayer and showed me like what I'm going to do like here like in the next couple of years. Okay. So there's some jobs you're not quite old enough no. for yet. No. Yeah, but what what do you know how to do at the farm? Mow the lawn. That's kind of your department? Yep, my department. Going by the chicken coop just with the lawnmower and seeing them just attack the grass. So the chickens, are they kind of your deal too? Yep, 
Tell me about your chickens. And then we'll talk about the lawnmower, because I know that you were telling us a story earlier. I want to hear that. But tell me about your chickens first. My chickens, they are just, like, my breeds. Like, I wanted to keep, like, three simple breeds there. And then it grew into, like, Naked Knack, Buff Warpington, Rhode Island Red, Leghorns. Starting to get nuts with the chicken sounds, breeds now. Yeah, it sounds a little fancy. Banties. Yeah, I don't have a count of how many breeds I have. Do you know how many chickens you have? How many hens you have? Ooh, close to 28. Wow. Close to 30, I know, but somewhere in the 20s. Yeah? So what does looking after the chickens look like every day? Um, downhill most of day, most of the days, because it's like, <laughs> you get the heifers fed, and then like, you probably got like 10 minutes before you gotta go and mow, mow lawn again, before it's like, time of day to go and mow lawn again, and that, and then you're just like, whoa, there is a lot of jobs that need to be done with these chickens, because there's like, water, like, some days they'll... Like, the little butcher hens that I have, yeah, they go through, like, 10 gallons of water a day. Holy smokes. And you, so you got to carry that water from somewhere? No, I get a, I get a hose and a, I get a hose and a pump and a, a, and a, a self-pump that has a handle that you got to, like, have someone there to lift it up for you. Oh, so that's better as a two-person job, then. Yeah. Who it, do you wrangle into uh, to that? Almost everyone in my family is petrified of birds. Joss, ever since she got chased by a bird, um, she's been petrified. Well, I would do it. Ever since I've been chased by a pheasant, I'm still not petrified. Now, how, what still... do you chalk that up to? You're just hmm. braver than your sister? or? Nah, some days. Some days not. So It's close. Will they attack you? if, like, no, When Joss got they... chased, will they peck the... at her or bite or scratch? Uh, Oh, I got one story that's... This is a good one. All it, right, let's hear it. it. Can't, this, I, one day, these hens, I I threw the scraps in for them, picked the eggs, and was just wandering around in the chicken pen, and um, some... And these roosters, like, they, there was, like, 10 or 12 roosters in there. So they all... And they all, like, hated each other. So one got me cornered and just came at me, like just full on claws. Yikes. I, I was in a jacket about two inches thick, so nothing got through, but Oof. yeah, that gave me a, that gave me some sense about chickens. After I guess, that. hey? Yeah. It I was sounds like a, a steep was, learning curve. I was sit, sitting in a corner for 20 minutes. Oof. And you were there by yourself, so you're all trapped? Yeah. No one was there, so. So, so um, as a and the, was this recent, or were you even younger when that happened? I was like nine when this happened. Holy man! It, it was. How's the coffee, Trig? Delicious. All right, so you, it sounds like you got to be pretty brave and pretty resourceful. Yes. And, and kind of independent. <laughs> yeah. When you're a farmer. When you're with chickens, especially, I figured that out. Especially birds in general. Like, I was fencing once. I just, I stepped on a baby pheasant's foot. And the mama was, like, two yards, like, two yards away and, fl and started flying circles around me. 
ready to attack, probably. Yeah. So, and I, I left the pail of staples behind and ran with my hammer in my hand. As a weapon or just? I didn't want to leave the hammer behind because oh, yeah. we didn't know where the other one was. But, so, so is that the closest you've ever come to being actually attacked by wildlife? Yep. Yeah? Well, then there's my cra crazy cow pineapple. That's another story for another time. <laughs> now, Drake, do you like uh, fishing and hunting and that sort of thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Tell me a little bit about that. I was um, I was actually fishing yesterday, and like you really gotta watch the weather to when it's like time to go fishing and hunting. So if it's yeah. like it's windy out and you're fishing, you're gonna have a hard time casting. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just I don't I don't really like like casting in wind because it goes like because then like right after you gotta reel so. No more line goes out and it gets stuck in the rocks. Right. I had that happen to me yesterday and I had to go about like not even a foot in the water and just try and get my hook out and came out. But it's always windy in Saskatchewan, practically. Eh. So do you got to go fishing like late in the evening or early in the morning when the wind isn't oh, yeah. quite so bad? Yeah. If you go like right then... Then the fish are like, then the jackfish and all the walleye and the perch are feeding. Oh, okay. And what about on the hunting side of things? When, yeah, same uh, thing. Go on the, go early in the morning and look through the afternoon. It's, it's fun when you do. Yeah, what kind of, what sorts of things do you go hunting for? Deer? Deer, dad got drawn for elk, geese. Snow geese this year, they're like com they're coming big and strong. So like, if they're gonna come, they're gonna come through straight. And we let Uncle Chad. He lives right in a flyby zone. So there's like a like there you can shoot like five Canadian geese, three speckled bellies, like almost unlimited on snow geese. Wow! And they, are they good eating? The snow geese, they're not bad at all. Okay. The speckled bellies aren't bad. Um, nothing's really bad at all. And what do you love about it? Like when you're out there hunting? Just the smell of the morning, like sitting, waiting. Like you never know if you're going to get something, but you always think like, oh, I'm going to come home with a big goose, a big fish, a couple. Yeah. Like a hundred, like... <laughs> five geese so you and got big it, hopes hey eh? and then it always ends up like one goose no fish <laughs> or just a small perch <laughs> but it's kind of like you were telling me before about when you're in the show ring if you're at a cattle show you got big yeah. hopes like you you want to yeah. do well yeah and then even if it all goes south yeah you still have a good time right yeah yeah that's the thing about like agriculture and all that you gotta have fun in it well, that's kind of like just about life too, hey? Yeah. It's about your attitude. Yeah. And you strike me as a guy who has an attitude of always looking on the bright side yeah. of life. Bright side of life. Sometimes the bright side never comes some days. <laughs> the bright side's usually um like some hundred miles away. Yeah. And So what keeps yeah. you what keeps you going, Trig, on tough days? Um 
What's your secret to life? My dog. Your dog? Yeah. Yeah? Tell me about your dog. My dog's just been, like, my... Like, since the day I got her. She was just, like... She always, like, loved to snuggle. Yeah? Yeah. Both of my dogs, actually. Mickey and Pippi. They're... They just... Like, they play, like, they play fight. Yeah? Like, sometimes they play fight, and then, like... And then it's actually, like, bite, claw. <laughs> they None of them ever get hurt. Like, Pippi's favorite spot to bite Mickey is right on the cheek and just grabs at it and tries to, tries to twirl around and pull her. <laughs> <laughs> so they make you happy, hey? Yeah, they're... Like, any day that I, if I'm having a rough day, I just look at them and I'm like, wow, can't that be my life for once? <laughs> can't that just be my life? <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of keeps you going, yeah, hey? Yeah, keeps me going. And when you're farming, like, life is pretty uncertain, hey? With yeah. You're, you're at the whim of Mother Nature and even, well, on the crop side and with livestock. You, yeah. There's a lot of different challenges, hey? Yeah. There's um, some challenges that you just say, why won't you come, like the rain? Then yeah. it finally just, like, doused us, like a, couple of, like, a couple of days ago. This place was just about flooded. Like, there's, there's, now these roads are, like, bad, like, with potholes and, like, water runs. From a heavy rain. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's always something. Yeah, there's always something. What? Tell me what you love about living in Kyle, Saskatchewan. It's a pretty small town. You've lived here your whole life, so you don't know... You've never known any other place, right? Like, you uh, grew up on the farm and lived there your whole life? No, I've... I was in a... Another... No, I've been at Clearwater for... Um, since I was three. My bad. But, um... I've been in one other house before. But still was, in, like, Kyle, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah, so you lived in the same community is yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And what do you love about it? It's it's a small town. It just, like, you, like, no one's ever, like, no one's ever going, like, meow, meow, like, in Swift or, like, Edmonton. Like, traffic, you mean? Yeah, like, there's no traffic. Like, you stop at the stop sign. There's no, like, stop lights even. That's the best part of it. And do you know everybody? Yeah, like you know, like half the people in town, and it's yeah. like two, and it's like a thousand people in town. Wow. Ten hundred people. So like you know, close to five hundred people in town. So you have a lot of friends. Yep, half half of the whole community knows me actually. I bet probably even more than that would know who you are. You stand out. You're pretty one of a kind kind of a guy. Yeah, I, I never thought I was like that like popular, but then people cross me and they're like, "Hey, Trig." I'm like, "How do you? I don't even know you. How, who who are you?" <laughs> like I just think in my mind, like, "How, how do they, they know me? I I've never <laughs> met you. I've never talked to you." Yeah, but that's the way it is in small yeah, communities. Yeah, but then eh? when I was like three, I would always like. Like you couldn't keep me quiet. Yeah, you've always Unless, been. A, you've always had a way with words, Hatred. Yeah. I've heard you deliver a couple of your 4-H speeches that were pretty epic. Yeah. 
and I I've known you I've basically your whole I life. I had so I when I I've been the youngest in my community to win the whole province with speeches. Wow. And which speech did you win that? That was my with? first speech ever. Yeah, what was it about? The log cabin. Oh yeah, the log cabin's a good yeah. one. Yeah, they just they. I was like, I'm probably not gonna make it. Like, I was like, well, I had fun doing it, and then the and then they're and then they come out first place is Trig Pittman, isn't <laughs> with the clubs, and then they come out with with the districts and first place is Trig Pittman, <laughs> and then it. Then they come out with um, the other provincial? first yeah yeah provincial is first place is Trig Pittman and then the other one is just first place is Trig Pittman I'm like whoa that is like I like my club like like the Kyle Club made me like recognized yeah I for guess a minute. you must have been pretty proud of that yeah I was and you've had some more some other speeches since then hey like I. I remember yep. you uh, You had one that was about going on a bear hunt. That was Yeah, that was my third speech ever. You had a lot of good I humor in that one. Prev, and I made it to the last one with that one. That one. Oh, wow. I got third in there. Wow. And then went up to Uncle Bill's for the night. So what's the secret to writing a good speech in your mind? Just having fun. Yeah? So you try to yep. make the... Try and have an experience. Okay. Have an experience that you, like, don't just, like, make something that needs to be changed. Like, have an experience in it, and then you'll you'll have fun. That's a really good insight, Trig. Yeah. Thank you. It, it's really about yeah. storytelling, right? Yeah. From what I remember of your speeches, you, you, you spin a good yarn. Like, you tell yeah. a good story. And that I, keep that gives people, the listener, that experience you're talking about. Yeah, it kind of does. So one thing all right, that we, we we were going to talk about and we forgot to come back to is your lawnmower. Oh, yeah. I think you were going to tell me a little bit about, oh. like you were talking about all the different jobs you have on the farm. With, yep. You got to feed the heifers, you got all your chores, you, you got to take water out to your, to your chickens. chickens. And then you're kind of in charge of mowing the lawn at yep. your place. So tell me about how long that takes. <laughs> tell me about your lawnmower. The lawnmower, first thing I'm going to say. I need a new lawnmower. Oh, what's wrong with your lawnmower? Everything. What isn't wrong with it? <laughs> it's the old, like the oldest lawnmower in the country, probably. At least it's not a push one. So it is a ride mower, hey? Yeah. Um, probably should need a new belt. I probably should just have a new lawn. It would, it would be so much cheaper to just buy a new lawnmower. <laughs> like how many problems there is with it, like. The steering is kind of off, like, like the blades every year they need changed because it, like, the blades just don't like hold up on that lawnmower. Hmm. So it's a ride mower, you were saying? Yeah, it's how, a ride. How? What brand is it? John, a deer. And that's kind of it's your been favorite, in, hey? It's been there since oof, probably like since Nan and Pop moved out, which was like fourteen years ago. Oh wow! So it's so, it's older than you are. Yeah, it's way older. I saw a lot of green equipment at the farm. When yeah, we were that's out there all the there is. Yeah, you guys are a big John Deere family. Yeah, we're deer, honeybee headers, 
Um, the swathers are the only thing that aren't a deer or a honeybee. Yeah? The headers for the swathers are honeybees. The swathers, I have no clue what they... I, the swather, I have no clue what it is. And then the sprayer is a... Deer. Yeah? Everything that's not a header or a swather is a deer. So, or a semi. Oh, okay. Sammies are Peterbilt or Western Star or two-ton or three-ton. So. You seem to know a lot about equipment, Trig, for a 10-year-old. Like, well, I've been, I've been, dad's got, dad, he, that was one of the main things he wanted uh, of me being his only son was, like, he, I was like two, I was like three years old and I was looking in magazines and he'd say, and he'd, and he'd make me look at the case ones and he, and then he'd say, Trig, what's this? Junk. <laughs> <laughs> so he's been brainwashing yeah. you ever he's been, since he's been getting you were crawling. Me perfect and what's your favorite color? Green. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we want to see in this country, including grass. <laughs> <laughs> so how long does it take you to mow the lawn around the house and the whole like what's the whole uh, area that you're responsible for? Hmm. Like, do you do all the grass cutting? Um, not in the family. I went to Uncle's a couple of weeks ago and did that, and did his for him. But, like, for your house, you do all of it, hey? Yikes. That, that usually takes me, like, three hours to get it done. There's wow. a lot of grass. Three hours if I'm just going steady, not eating. Or, like, taking breaks, because, like, yep. it gets, like, usually when I'm mowing, it's, like, 30 degrees out. Oh, man. And I'm... I'm in my shorts, but it's still like, whoa, this is hot. Yeah, I guess. Usually I'm in my je jeans with a short sleeve button-up shirt that's dark and a cowboy boots and a hat that's been used way too many times that should be dunked. Now, you having red hair, do you burn pretty easy in the sun? Yeah. Do you got to cover up? So usually when I'm like out at the matador riding, I'm in a long sleeve shirt, sweating. Yeah. yeah. Keep just, the sun off. Yeah, keep the sun off. The matador is a big ranch close Ooh, to you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you it's you do a lot of horse riding? Oh yeah, I horse ride. I can rope. I could crack a bull whip. I could. The guy that I ride with at the matador, he knows how to um like work a dog. Yeah. So that's how I'm getting pip trained. Oh, okay. Like to be a stock working dog. Yeah, like she's gonna like come up behind a cow and bite its heels and get it's the not, cows moving. Yeah, I can set. I could send her through brush one day and get her get cows out. Wow. Well, I got some good stories at the Matador that are like even here. Oh, it's it's fun. So, Trig, what do you want to talk about next? Because I've got so many questions in my head. We've been talking get, about farming and equipment and mowers. And get the, keep going with the questions. Yeah? Yeah. Now, when I invited you to come on the podcast, you said you were going to do some thinking about what yep. some of the things you'd like to talk about. Did you yep. have some I, have some I, specific ideas? Things you want not, to share with our listeners? Um, not at all, actually. I just thought, I thought like... I was just thinking of what you were going to say. Yeah. Well, one... Like, the questions that you were going to say. And I was like, you know, Trig, just 
be prepared for whatever there is because it's probably just going to be a surprise. That's... There will be, like, no preparing. <laughs> well, that's a good outlook to have on life, don't you think? Yeah. Be, be ready for anything. Yeah, be ready for it, but well, be I, prepared for something. I liked when you were talking about um, your attitude and, and some of the things that, like, I just think you're, you have such a good attitude in life. And that must be why you're so successful in everything you do and why you have so much darn fun that I'm interested in hearing about your kind of outlook on the world. What, what are some of your, like, your core values or your core beliefs about the world? Um, the world should just, like, make up for, like, whatever it's done to something. Like, just, like, try and, like, like stay like a little positive about the world some days like some days it gets like so hard when like some people don't even want to watch the news anymore because they're like because they just see the prices of like grain and beef just go like plummet hmm. and then it and then after it rains it of course just hits that peak like it's all through over the, the place. roof well, there's also a lot of just scary stuff on the news yeah. all the time, isn't it? With like, it can be a scary yeah. world out there. Yeah. So what what's kind of the secret to to making the world a better place? Do you think? Um, just try not to think about the problems and try and just like have fun. Like try and like don't think about the problems. If you don't think about the problems, then you then they're more likely to just, like, change the problem. But then you still got to think about the problem because, like, don't think about the problems. Like, not, like it's like, oh, great. That is, it's getting bad now. Like, don't focus on it yeah, in, in a negative way? Like, yeah, don't, like, just focus on it and, like, monitor it. Like, just, like, try and think about, like, something else sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you still need, like, solutions to things, yeah. though, right? Like, as a farmer, you, if you have something going wrong with your mower, like you were talking about, yeah. or your well, combine has an issue, like, you can't pretend that the problem's not there. You gotta, yeah. you gotta fix it. You gotta, but. yeah, like, because, like, we've had a combine, like, spark once, and just, like, we were going through, like, things just going, like, like, just circling the combine to make sure the crop didn't burst into flame because, like, we got some guy, we got a guy who, like, this was at some other guy's field, and I was, like, four, five, maybe, and this happened. I I was in the other combine when this happened, though. And it caused a fire? It just, no, no fire, but it just sparked, and, like, okay. every, like, tank we had we were trying to just douse it on so like and it was like it was close to the gas tank yikes so like we we knew it was just like a rock that hit it but we wanted to like make sure that like no spark got into the to there and like no flames just a little smoke and yeah it was over with So, when life has so much uncertainty and there's so many things that can go wrong like that, or there's so many things that can go wrong with the weather and with market prices when you're someone who has cattle or like any kind of livestock or crops, 
Do you do you have? You sound like a person that has like a, a steadfast kind of a, a faith of some kind that things are going to be okay. Yeah. Do you tell me about your your faith, Trig? Like, do you? I'm, what do you believe in? Like I, I know that like, like any problem one day it will be fixed, but like some problems take like two years. Like it's not sometimes. Sometimes it's not overnight. Yeah, sometimes it's not overnight, and they just give in. Hmm. Beef markets are down. Everything's down right now. Do you put your Do you put your faith in something like, like God, or you, or just in yeah. the universe in general? Or tell like, me, like, what what kind of things do you both. believe in? In both, yeah. universe and God, like, and like anything, like just to make sure, like. One day it will happen. One day, one day this will stop. Like I, I think every day, like whoa, it, it's gotta stop one day, cause this can't go on for like ever. So you just have patience. Yeah, I have patience, and I'm, and I, I wait. I wait for the right time to strike. Like if someone's like punching me, I wait for like the right time to just hit, and then. Like right, right time, right spot, and then you hit. Whoa! Like, it's it's a it's a different world out there. Like if you live on a farm, like there's people who come in and like before we had our big guard dog Mickey, there was someone come into our yard and s- steal a and stole a thing off of the off of an old truck that wasn't that Whoa. wasn't doing anything but it was just like stole it off we had our old hound like one of those hounds that are like two inches off the ground Haley, and she wasn't very fast at all like so you kind of have to yeah like watch out like right? now that now that we have mickey like no one's even dared to walk in our yard but if someone did, and if Mickey was not around, would you? What would you do? Uh, first, call the cops. Yeah. Then the next, if they couldn't get there like as soon as possible, then that's why mom has her shotgun in the house. Oh well, that's that's yeah. a good idea. So it, so I'm always like, nothing's gonna happen. I have a little hammer down in my room. Yeah. Like nothing. If a fire strikes, we can get out easy. So you sleep in the basement, yeah. is that right? I sleep in the basement. And there's okay. one By window. By yourself down there? Yep. One window I can get out of. Yeah. Or if it's like striking in the furnace, I can quickly rush upstairs, open the door, yeah. get out. And in the winter, if you had to, you could probably use your hammer to break the window or something. Yeah. Hey, if it was iced in or well, there's, you'd find a way. There's um like usually sometimes the snow, like in the winter, sometimes I won't have like any access to like natural light whoa because like that window usually gets plugged full of snow right so you couldn't get out that way but then if a fire ever does strike in my room break the window and start tossing snow yeah i guess you could always like make a small snow wall in my room so nothing gets in yeah but then like it turns to water it's still gonna like keep it but it's going to evaporate. Yeah. So like I gotta have like 
quick way to get out yeah. sometimes. You sound like you've thought through most of these yeah, scenarios, I've, though. I've like thought through. burglars, fire. Yeah. Do you ever wonder if there's any such thing as, like, aliens or anything out there besides us in the universe? Yeah, there, there can't be, like, just nothing in the universe because, like, so much space. Yeah, and it just goes like, on forever. Yeah, and there's, like, nothing... And they, most people think there's nothing up there. But do you think there might be? Yeah. Like, they've made movies about, like, aliens coming down. Like, they thought 2020 was going to be, like, a huge, like, apocalypse of, like, these huge aliens is what they thought in, like, tw- 20... 2012? 20, like, tw- 2020. No, well, like, 20... 20 like 2000 is oh what the year 2000 yeah. yeah i was gonna say 2020 is next year yeah. so i hope that doesn't happen next year yeah. but they thought like it they thought it was going to start in like 2000 2010 yeah and then in 10 years it would have been over yeah but like, luckily that didn't happen now people are thinking like whoa i guess there's nothing nothing up there anymore but you still think then, there, there yeah might be. and then the and then one day they'll, they still have like preparation in case it does happen. But if it does, but if it does not, there most people are just gonna say, throw it out. And then like, a two years later, it's gonna happen, and they won't have the equipment to like fight it. Yikes! That's a scary thought. So, do you when you think about stuff like that? When you're older, do you think that you'll have kids, Trig? Oh, easy. Yeah, for sure? Yeah. Because sometimes people think, you know, it's a scary world. Maybe it'd be better to not not bring kids into this scary world where anything can happen and wars and apocalypse and fires and alien invasions. But you figure, you're, you're kind of yeah. an optimist, hey? Do you know what yeah. an optimist is? I can. And there's someone else. Who is it? Hey girls, we're just recording a podcast in here. I think the kids are all down at the beach. Oh, no, nobody okay. in here. See you guys. Yep. Um. Uh, uh, what were we saying? Okay, so uh, do you, where were do, we? <laughs> do you know? Do you know what it means to be an optimist? Yeah, like just to like try and not think about like what can happen. Like sometimes, like I think like. Like, something's, one day something's going to happen. But then, like, then you think, like, um, you're right. Like, there's some, something's going to happen at one point, but it's probably going to be, like, another hundred years from now. So, like, to me, an optimist is someone who just usually thinks that everything is going to work itself out and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Would you say you're an optimist? Yeah, I kind of You strike me as an optimist. Yeah. But if everything really went badly, like if, <laughs> let's say there was a some type of a, apocalypse or like society as we know it collapsed, um, what, how would you be prepared? Like what kind of, what kind of gun would you want to have? Any, everything and anything. Yeah? Do you know a lot about guns? Ooh, I have an uncle who has close to 60. Whoa. Yeah, so I'm a, he's told me, like, 
now now probably 61 after he bought this mohawk that there were only 100 of them built so this gun is probably worth a million dollars whoa yeah so his whole collection must be worth a fortune uh not all of it all Just of it certain pieces yeah like the mohawk there were only like a few hundred built maybe a thousand but they're yeah weren't like a lot of the mohawks built because they were a heavy gun and not everybody wanted to carry that around but it can like it shoot it can shoot from here to the, from here to like some camper and yeah. kill a deer whoa it's a it's a like it's a large 22 but heavy. remington 22 okay it's heavy and like it's revolving so so like like just bing, bing, bing. So it's yeah, like one yeah. of these. Yeah. So like if you miss that deer, you can reload quick and just hammer it. Like again. semi-automatic. Yeah, it's semi-automatic. So you'd probably want something like that if there was yeah. going to be like zombies or or like if society there, collapsed. If there's a if there's a <laughs> bloody zombies, then no, nothing can take them down. They're already dead. Well, that's true. Unless they find something to bring them back. To life and then like start huh. then it's then they usually like then they'd come back and lord they'd be back. lord that would be the worst apocalypse ever that would be the hardest one to fight ever but your farm would be a pretty safe place yeah i don't see why they would want to attack a farm that much is there anything, Trig, that you're scared of in life? Mm. Fear? Um, fear? This is one thing I picked up on fear. You never fight fear. Because hmm. if you fight fear, it tends to get you even worse. So I hmm. just try and stay, like, cool-minded. Mm -hmm. And then, like, once fear strikes, just let it strike, and then it's over with. Hmm. So you gotta kind of let it, yeah. let it work its way through your body and or your mind, and yeah. then release it. Hey. So yeah. like, let's say if you were in a pen with a bull, and that bull all of a sudden decided that he didn't like you. If you if you felt that like that fight or flight fear kick in, find a fence to climb. Yeah, that's, I guess. Eh? That's my best instinct is to run and find a fence. Yeah. Because I had a cow that tried to kill me. Whoa. Pineapple, and I still showed her at farm fair, and she... You didn't hold a grudge then? No. And I, I thought my 4-H steer was bad. Then Dad just said, Trig, do you remember pineapple? Pineapple tried to kill you. Think about it. <laughs> and, that, and then he said, like, whenever you think this steer's being, being bad, just think of pineapple and... So pineapple was your was a life lesson, really. Woo! Yeah. Easy. What do you think? She threw me eight feet away from her head once. Whoa! Just tossed you. Yeah. With her head, like. Just... No, I I had her on a halter and she oh. threw me. Oh wow. And the halter was like I couldn't even touch the end of the halter, and that's when we. Like it was all going uphill with her like being nice. And then just, and then like right after we took that call cow away from her and shot that call cow, then just downhill. 
Whoa. Like, just, it goes up, like, perfectly peaks, and then just hits the ground as hard as it can. So when she tossed you, like, how much do you weigh, Trig? That, this was two years ago. I was probably, like, 70 pounds. Yeah. Now I'm 100. You're 100 pounds now? Well, close to there. Yeah? Wow. Last time I weighed, I was 91. Holy smokes. But you're, it's probably from all that hard farm work that you build all that muscle, hey? Yeah, then when you're carrying five-gallon pails full of chop, then, and lifting them up a fence by yourself, that Holy. panels that are eight feet high. They're kind, it, that builds some serious muscle. Yeah, it does. And you probably have to eat a lot, too, to yeah. get it. Yeah, enough I, energy. Like I've been, I've been in this like huge growth spurt yeah. for like a couple of like weeks now, like weeks, maybe a month now. Yeah. I've just been like, I had like those big loaves of rye bread. You know those big yeah, yeah. round ones. Yeah. I had two bologna sandwiches with one of them once. Like for lunch. Of, yeah, for lunch. Whoa. Plus, plus two pieces of cake. For lunch? Yeah. That was all for lunch. That's a grown man's meal. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I'm getting, like, big now. You like, are. I'm just, like... You're, you've definitely like grown about, a lot since I saw you last summer. Put it that I'm way. just about five foot now. Whoa. How, how tall do you figure you'll be when you're my age? Ooh. I know I won't stop growing until I'm about, like, 28. Yeah. So it'll probably be like twenty some years old, and I'll be like six, six foot something. Probably the size of Ty. Eh. Hey. Might, might be a little higher than that, but. A little bigger than Ty. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a uh, kind of an odd question for you, Trig. I'll have and then... a cousin who will be like up to here on me one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He'll be like short, but he'll be like. He'll be, like, just built bigger than me. You were telling me before that you have a lot of cousins. Hey, how many cousins do you figure you have? Um. Big family on both sides, hey? Yeah. On, like, Pittman, Davis, Miller, and Schneider's side, I have no clue. Like, honestly, no clue whatsoever. Like, there's probably close to, like, in my, like, life, not including me. There's probably like seven, 70 cousins. Whoa. And there's probably like 20 that I've never even met. Wow. Because some of them just live too far away, huh? Yeah. I've never even met Col Cozy, and I I know her from like pictures yeah. and videos. Your new cousin in, down in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So here's here's a really strange question for you, Trig, and then we'll probably, we'll probably wrap it up here pretty soon. But... I'm curious what you think about the afterlife. Like, when after our time on Earth, what do you think happens? Do you ever do you ever think about that? I or like think people that you'll be in heaven for like yeah a few like years, and then one day some other kid will get named after you. Okay. And will look close to you, and then you go back down in another life. So, like, reincarnation. Yeah. Yeah? So, that that's what, like, you know how a plant dies and then it comes back up? Yeah. Like a peony? Yeah. That's exactly what I think happens in heaven. Oh, okay. So, it's like a recycling depot. Yeah. Huh. That, 
that's kind of what I've been thinking for, like, I've always wondered, like, wh what is it? Like, I've always just been, like, wow, if someone, maybe, if it's in their family and they get named that, yeah. then they come back down in another form. Would that explain why sometimes babies or kids really remind everybody of a of an uncle or a grandpa or a yeah. grandma that's passed away like yeah they really seem like that person and yeah that's huh. i kind of think that's maybe the answer yeah yeah do you think that everybody goes to heaven after they die or um what's the secret to getting to heaven just like being like us like a kind-hearted like person like being someone who like cares about half the stuff in the world mm. Just kindness, eh? Yeah. Love. Love, kindness, hard. If you work hard enough, you get there. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've just about figured. I think I'm just about to how heaven works. Well, you certainly are a hardworking guy, but that's. I don't think you're working hard because you're trying to work your way into heaven. You just work hard because it's kind of the right thing to do, right? Yeah. It's kind and of. You just enjoy your work too, hey? Yeah. Because, like, one of the things that I... That's one of the... Helping is actually one... Like, when I was at summer camp, they yeah. said, you don't need to help with anything. And, like, I was like... And there was still, like, small chores that you had to do in the morning, like doing dishes, cleaning bathrooms. Yeah. Campfire. But, um... Like, that... that and I still, like, worked extra. How come? It's just I've been working like for for how many years I have, and it's just like I can't stop. If you like put me on a vacation, I still keep working. You just can't stop, eh? Yeah, I can't stop like helping. Hmm. It's just kind of wired into who yeah. you are. Like huh. it's all put into me, and then like I'm like. What do I do now? Like, I'm on vacation. I'm, I feel a little useless here. <laughs> well, you're on lake time now. Yeah. You're just... Lake time's Your usually... job is to have fun with your cousins and yep. go on swimming and fishing. Yeah. Water skiing, you yep. were saying? Water skiing. Actually, yeah. the second time that I ever got up on skis, the first time I was just, like, crouched down like a little turtle yep. on them. And then the second time, I was just standing up nice and straight, like a, like a tree. Like, I didn't even keep my knees bent, and that's what keep... Like, the first time that I ever, like, tried to get up on one, it, like... Like, the second time I did it, yeah, my abs hurt, hurt like, so oh, yeah. much after it. I didn't even eat. I was... They hurt so much. Yeah, if you're not used to doing it, it kind of, it's like a yeah. whole body workout. Hey, you got to have strong yeah. legs. If your arms aren't aren't used to it, it really burns in your forearms from holding on to that rope it, handle. Hey, it didn't. Like, so your arms are probably strong from like carrying those pails and stuff yeah, already. But then they like <clears throat> when you go down, you kind of gotta like lean back so your skis go up. Yeah. Like that. Keep the tips out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just say hit it. Yeah, like when you're getting up, just yup. <laughs> what do you say when you want to get your your horse going? Get up, get, get up, up and spur in the ribs. 
Yeah, just give him a little, little nudge. Well, my horse doesn't listen to little nudges. She listens to like swift kicks. <laughs> and then she's like, "Whoa, well, that, yeah, I'll get moving." Time or if go. I have my rope on me, I'll just. And she's not listening to the spurs. Then she gets it. Then she gets. <laughs> get moving. Yeah. Move. Move. So. You... And then she starts moving, and then she's like, "Okay, yeah, I don't want to be whipped anymore. <laughs> kind of hurts." <laughs> And then, and then I start spurring her, and she's like, "Yeah, this doesn't hurt. I've been used to it for for how many years?" Well, they're they're they got a pretty thick hide too. They're yeah. pretty tough. Like you gotta wallop them, my yeah. horse. You do. What would you say is your favorite animal, Trig? Like not just farm animals, but like you dog. when you said you were sitting like a frog. My dog. Yeah, but okay. Outs outside of outside of farm animals. Ooh. Like in the Jeez. out in the wild, like closest thing to dog is wolf, so that's probably like one of my favorites. Wolves, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We're we're at just about an hour. Jake. Yeah. Can you Jeez. believe that? We, can you believe we talked for almost an hour already? Uh, that's that's. And are you done your coffee yet? Yeah, I've been finished for a little while. Oh well, we can wrap it up then if you want to get get back to playing with the kids. Let's let's keep going for however long you want to go. And okay. Yep. Well, what else should we talk about? You give me a couple more questions and I'm good. All right, and then Ooh. we can wrap it up. Oh. So we talked about the meaning of life a little yeah. bit, hey? We talked about like heaven and yeah. and and what happens after we die. Yeah. Have you? Do you have any like uh, family members that? that you've lost that have passed away yeah my yeah. grandma Lavon, like it's over it's a been a year it's not even a year yet that, yeah like not even two years actually that must that, have been hard that one that one hit me hard because yeah. i had to like i ha i went into swift when she had her stroke and i had to sit there and dad was like that that was someone who like raised dad so dad was like a ball of like emotional that i never even seen him in that would be hard yeah for him and for you to see him like that too yeah. eh? so what did you do to to try to the the to only help? thing that i could like really do was just be there hmm that's way yeah. more wise than you like could ever know, Trig. Like, she's just, like, like, e like every night, I just, like, um, I, like, see her come into my room, like, like, and bring me a plate of cookies or a pie or something. <laughs> like, yeah. she always would. And hmm. You must miss her a lot, then. She was fun, and now Pop Clifford, he's, um... He's 50, he's 95, and he's still driving. Wow. Yeah, he's... That's he's, incredible. Um, and he's, like, he had pneumonia here a couple of weeks, and he's, like, I'm fine. He I'm got over I'm it, just eh? keep. I'll just keep moving. Coming out to the farm. Wow. Like, he came, he came out to the farm. He comes out to the farm, like, way more than he used to. So when, when people are sad... Because they've, um, because they've lost someone that they really love. 
what do you think helps to to go when you're grieving like when you're when you've lost someone or you're grieving what what do you think is a good way to to cope just, with that just think about like one day I'll be I'll be with her again like one day I'll be with that someone again like yeah. in heaven with them one day like in heaven and like it just gives you hope hey yeah gives me hope hmm. yeah it's it's tough because all of us are going to lose people that we love yeah. it's something everybody has to go through but yeah. it's not easy we i've had i've had some uh some other guests on the podcast where we've talked a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, there was one guy named Bill Harder Hmm. and he runs, um, an organization called the Camrose Hospice Society. So hospices are like places that, that help people who are either like terminally ill and at Hmm. the end stage of their life or they're, they're, um, they're going to be dying soon. Hmm. So that would be a really hard job, I think, because, (laughs) You got to support people that are going through grief and loss, like yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But he, one one thing Bill said to me when he was on the podcast is, he said that one of the things that really helps when people are sad because they miss someone that they love, is to share the stories that they love huh. about that person. Huh. So just like you talking about your nan and br- yeah. and like bringing you treats and yeah, cookies like and stuff like when you share those on. stories it it keeps yeah. that yeah, that person alive in a way right yeah that's like like every night like when she like since she's been gone like i've had a dream of like every week there's almost like a dream of her coming to my head and just like while you're sleeping hey wow yeah, yeah. I she never got to meet Hawken. No, she got to meet Hawken, but Hawken never got to meet her. She got to meet Jensen, but Jensen never got to meet her. Like they were just babies. Yeah, like yeah. they were just little. They wouldn't have yeah. remembered her. Yeah, that's and I was too like, bad. I was three, and I remember, and I remember my, and I remember that bloodhound of ours, Haley, with the <laughs> ears that you, like you always could tell where she went in, like a dry. In a dry summer, because her ears, like, were, like, down to her knees, and, like, just, like, there would be, like, a, like small drags of dirt, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I remember a few clips of Haley, but, like, she was, she's an awesome dog. What are some she of was. your favorite memories of being here at this lake, Trig? Because you said you've been coming mm. here basically every year since you were a baby. Mm. Um, some of my, hmm, probably just, like, being with friends and family. Those are, like, some of the best memories you can ever have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It almost doesn't even matter what you're doing. Hey, yeah. it's more about who you're with. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't matter if you're just learning to, like, kneeboard. Like, I tried that this year with my my friend, Colin. He said, Triggy, you want to come on the boat today? I said, sure, we got a kneeboard. Do you want to try kneeboarding? And I said, sure, how hard can this be? I couldn't even get up. <laughs> like, he would, like, the guy who was driving, like, never drove a kneeboarder before. So, like, I was like, whoa, you're going a little fast for me to get up. Yeah, kneeboarding, you got to slow it down a little bit. Hey? Yeah, you got to have, like, a good pace, but not, yeah. like, 
so slow that I should have told him you got you got to go a little slower for me to get up. <laughs> I've seen like, a lot of kids ripping around on bikes here at the campground. Yeah. Do you, you usually bring a bike when you're here? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, ju- it's just something to keep us busy, and then at nighttime, like we just, I'm tired. Yeah. And then just just, just spent. <laughs> you just crash, hey? Yeah. When I was your age, we would we would uh, take like a piece of cardboard. Yeah. And we'd we'd tape it on to the frame of the bike where it would hit the spokes. Yeah. Of the back wheel. Yeah. And then it would sound like have you ever done that or seen anybody do that I've where it done makes it, it sound like a, a motorbike? Bottle. With a water bottle. Yeah. Oh, is that just working stick, pretty good? Stick it or stick her in there and just Yeah, sounds like big pipes. Yeah, it does. Oh, that's cool. Do you think that when you get your driver's license, do you know what kind of car or truck you'd... I mean, you, you'll, Probably, you'll have a truck, I'm sure. I'll have, yeah, it'll be a truck for sure. Something that can, like, probably a big diesel. Yeah? It'll be, a, like, the first thing I get is, like, Nan's little Chevy. It's just, like, a little GMC. I've drove it before. Like, just, like, yeah, this is easy. <laughs> it's just, it's, and it's, like, it has a big box on it. Like, it could... Like, I can put, I could, like, like, I've hauled, ca- like, we've hauled calves in it. We've hauled, like, posts that are probably, like, from that doorway all the way to the wall. So how much weight do you think you could put in that and, and still drive? You can easily put, like, 2,000 pounds in it. Whoa. Easy. You could put maybe 1,000. 1,000 to... Like, to be safe, 1,000. Yeah, to be safe, 1,000. Like, if you were really pushing it, you'd... Be up to like fifteen hundred. Yeah. But like just to be safe, we try to put like a thousand in it. Okay. At a time, but like. Yeah. Some days we're like, whoa. We, so can you reach the the brake and the oh, gas yeah. pedal if you're? Yep. We. Yeah. The seat you can put it up and oh, back. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll, but like you said, you're all, you're about five foot tall almost. Yeah. So you could probably drive that thing no problem. Yeah, it's like. Like I'll be, I'll be five foot here next week. I bet you. Whoa. Well, when you grow up on the farm, yeah, you, you kind of learn to drive all yeah. kinds of things at a pretty young age. Yeah. Hey? Like I was, I was probably seven years old when Dad told me to drive. Do you want to drive the sprayer? And just I'm in. I'm. And just, <laughs> he took a video and said he was gonna show it to Mom, and I was like, oh, 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 shoot. Thought I'm you'd be in trouble? It. Yeah, but mom was like, whoa. I guess if you grow up on the farm, you're, you gotta you're learn. a pretty young age. Yeah, she's probably pretty impressed, I would say. Yeah, and then I was probably nine. No, I was eight when dad told told me to drive the combine with him in there. And he said, he said like, I think you're another year doing this and you can... And you can probably take over for me. And I'm like, what? Whoa. But these combines are so high-tech now with the GPS, yep. auto steer, yep. and stuff. Papa has, like, an old one that doesn't have a GPS. And, like, I'm going through, like, dust that I can hardly see through. Whoa. I can just see the header touching there. And I'm like, once I see that there's no more lift up, then I can go the other way. So it's a lot more than just steering this thing. Yeah. You got to be making decisions about yeah. Yeah. how to set the header and yeah. when to, how fast to go. And, yeah, I can uh, like just see it hitting there, and I'm like, there, we're done. <laughs> hmm. Turn around, go through. 
So Trig, I got one last question for you that is relates back to the farm, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up today. Yeah. And let you get back to playing with with all your cousins before everybody leaves here. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I think some people are leaving today, yeah. and some people are leaving in the morning tomorrow. But yeah, it must have been pretty awesome for you to have yeah. everybody here, and you're kind of the big host that knows everything and is showing everybody around. Next year, I hope like we can do like another reunion down here. This was really fun. Yeah. All, having all our meals together as yeah. a big group and last night yesterday yesterday morning i didn't i i had i didn't i had like a late breakfast because i slept in till like 10 yeah, well you've had some late nights yeah you took all the cousins to that drive-in movie yeah. theater and most of the kids had never seen anything like that before that was pretty cool yeah they're they're fun yeah you got some pretty neat things going on here in kyle saskatchewan yeah so, so my last question for you, Trig, is about your farm is, when you try to imagine the future, what would you love to see the farm uh, looking like in like ten, ten or twenty years from now? The same as it is. Yeah, you I'd just like, like to keep things like the same. Maybe a little more land for like farming. Yeah. But other than that, that's I just want the yard to look as. Yeah. As same as it always does, like have like same models of combines, cause now people are getting them that like they can just they can sit in their office doing work and they can drive it with a remote control. Wow. Yeah. And you're not interested in that? No. If that if that ever happens to our farm, I hope I hope I'm long gone before that happens to our farm. So I would not. I would not like to see that. Happen. So in ten or twenty years, you're definitely going to be part of the part of the family business, hey? Ooh, about like another five or five or six years. Well, I mean, you're already part of the team, yeah. and you're doing lots of work. But you're yeah. you'll I'll like when a, you're an adult, you want to be part of the farm business, yeah. and yeah. Like when I'm sixteen, it'll be like, Trig, go do this. It'll be <laughs> like, while well, I have my driver's license, I'm fine. Yeah. You know what to do. <clears throat> yep. Know what to do. I'm good. Cops can't pull me over if I have my driver's license. <laughs> well, you're an amazingly capable young man already at 10 years old, Trig. You're a pretty incredible individual. <clears throat> you probably know that already. You probably get told that by lots yeah. of people. Yeah. Well, you should be very... Most people that know me, they're like, wow, this kid can do a lot. <laughs> yeah, you and then, got like, some... some kids are like... Oh, I could do that any day. And then they tried, and they're like, this is harder than it looks. Roping a calf. Like, some kids are like, oh, I could do that. He looks like he's going to fall off. And then, they, and then they rope one, and they have no clue what to do. <laughs> what would you say is the, the one thing you're the most proud of, of all your abilities and talents? Um, probably, probably being, like, able to, like like stand out from like the rest of my family yeah yeah just as being being unique and different mm -hmm. yeah it it's like it's fun most days like it's fun it's fun being trig yeah it's fun being me but then some days you're like i'm like whoa some days it's not fun being trig because <laughs> like some days i got like six patches of like six acres of lawn to mow yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, whoa, this is a lot of work. <laughs> like I'm going like, 
and this lawnmower only goes like two mile per hour <laughs> and then you have to go one mile per hour going through the lawn because like it the blades like they're so beat up and wrecked that they oh. It would it would take a miracle to have this lawnmower perfect again. Oh, Trig, I feel like we need to get all our listeners out there to send money into a GoFundMe or something to get you a new yes. new lawnmower blades. <laughs> or a new lawnmower. <laughs> well, it's been awesome hearing a little bit about the life of Trig Pittman. And on your good days and even your hard days, it sounds <laughs> yeah. like you live a pretty amazing life. It's fun. Well, thank Thank you for sharing some of your awesome stories with oh, me today, Trey. I want to tell you the newest injury I got. The newest in- what injury? Yeah. Okay. Playing let's catch see. with a shoe. Ah, uh, not the best idea. I got a little scab on my ear from Dad throwing it like a shuriken at me. <laughs> like just just clipped poof. your ear, hey? Like a, like I'm lucky it didn't cut down deeper, or else stitches. Have you ever that, had stitches before? Yep. Yeah. Freezing needle sucks. Everything sucks with stitches. They kept me in there for two hours waiting to see the results. Like, they're like, ah, should we give this kid stitches? Mm, Should we just give him butterfly tape? And then I'm looking at this, and I'm, like, losing. I lost, like, a pint of blood (laughs) to it. Like, I ran into a small chair at the rink, and it just, it blew up into blood. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. I'm gone. <laughs> Were you pretty worried for for a bit yeah, there? Yeah, like mom said, I'm gonna speed. I'm gonna speed to get you to the to the to the, to ER. the hospital. Yeah. And I'm like, mom, don't. <laughs> and is, is I, there a hospital in Kyle? In Saskatchewan, in um, Swift Current, there is in in Kyle. There's just a clinic that there's a guy there like two days of the week that oh. can do stitches. Yeah. And Joss had to get stitches in her lip. Top and bottom. Yikes. And he, this wasn't one of the days he was supposed to be there, but he was there anyway. That was lucky for her. Yeah, lucky. (laughs) Well, life is never dull at the Pittman farm, it sounds like. No. Unless it's winter and you're trapped in the house, then it's dull. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's very, very dull. Yeah, and then you just got to find ways to entertain yourself. Yeah. Which I usually find that on just like building Lego, like. Yeah. Yeah, I should probably have like an emergency like, le- like two Lego sets that I can put together in the winter. In the case of a storm or yeah. something. <laughs> we had a tornado blow through our yard a couple of years ago, and I wasn't even moved down to the basement then, so I was like, if I have to sleep down here, I don't have any blankets. Nothing. I just have my clothes. But you'd be safe in the basement at yeah, least. Because th- this house is like 100 years old and we thought the roof was gone. Well, right now the wind's blowing outside. Sounds like there could be a tornado out there. It's blowing so hard. Yeah, and then it just starts picking us up. What? <laughs> Podcast over. Well, we will wrap it up here, Trey, because we're, we're over the hour mark now. Ooh. But... Time flies when you're when yeah. you're sharing good stories. Yeah. So thanks again, Trig, for coming on the podcast. Yeah. We're gonna share this with all your family and all yeah. your friends at school will probably hear it. If you well, if you get your parents to share it with people around Kyle, Saskatchewan, yeah. you're gonna be even more famous than you already were. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Trig, for coming on. You're welcome. This has been really fun. Yeah, it was.
Thank you. Well, that's it for this week, folks. Thank you for joining me and Trig today. And for the record, we did have permission from Trig's mom to give him that cup of coffee. And he said it was delicious. So I'm thinking that it probably wasn't the first cup he's ever had. And really, with a long and bright future ahead of him as a farmer in Saskatchewan, he's going to be sharing a lot of entertaining stories with people over many, many more cups of coffee. So it's just a drop in the bucket. I hope you enjoyed the show today. And if you don't mind taking a minute to leave a rating or a review on your podcast app or on iTunes, that really helps us reach a wider audience. And the other thing that you can do that helps us grow this podcast even more is if you just share the episodes that you enjoyed with your family and friends. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening. And thank you again for your open mind and curious heart. Be well.